Will you pray with me? Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. Amen. Today is the celebration for All Saints Day. Typically, that is on November 1st, but we've moved it to this Sunday so that we can celebrate together. We'll be celebrating the communion of saints as well as celebrating new baptisms today. So we're going to be welcoming new members into our congregation. So it's very fitting that just a week ago, we opened a new art exhibition in our Bradford Gallery. It's a really engaging collaboration between three artists, but the title is Ordinary Saints. So what we see is paintings by Bruce Herman. We have poetry by Malcolm Geith, and we also have musical scores that were done by Jack Redford. And this entire collaboration is all about honoring ordinary saints. I was particularly struck by one photo. Um, There's an American artist, Mako Fujimura, and this painting by Bruce Herman is of Mako's dad. So what Mako says is, this painting is really wonderful. It reminds me of my father when he he had, uh, in the prime of his life, when he had lots of vigor um, and sparkle in his eyes. But it also reminds me that as my dad was passing to the next realm, um, I had the privilege of being with him. And I remembered that my dad's last words to me were, thank you. So thank you for creation. Thank you for Mako. Thank you for my faith. Um, But his last words to Mako were, thank you. So I can certainly relate. Um, I lost my parents when I was 25 and 26, but I have photos of them. So just like Mako has a painting to remind him of his father, I have photos of my mom and dad that remind me of the influence that they had on me as I was growing up and into early adulthood. And then also just in the realm of the communion of saints that now support me today. So it matters to me, I think Mako is a great example of how photos and paintings remind us of ordinary saints in our lives, maybe not those from the fourth century, but those that we knew personally that walked the earth when we were there. So what does this have to do with our scripture reading today? Um, Well, um, it seems like a very different story, doesn't it? In our gospel, Um, We've got Jesus going to the home of his friends, uh, Martha and Mary, uh, but they're very upset with him because their brother, Lazarus, who Jesus knew well, um, had passed away. And they called for Jesus to come when he was sick. And Jesus kind of, um, well, he told his disciples he was going to tarry a little bit. So he didn't make it until Lazarus had actually been dead for four days. So Mary and Martha are upset. Jesus actually even weeps for his friend um, out of affection. Um, But we see something very, very different here. Um, Unlike my parents, who were not resurrected from the dead after four days, 
Jesus raises Lazarus and Lazarus continues to live. So I think the answer to our question is actually in verses 41 and 42 of our scripture reading today. So let's take a look at those. So again, verses 41 and 42, we read, so they took away the stone and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of this crowd that is standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. So what is happening here? Well, as the word that Lazarus had passed away became known, people came from Jerusalem to support Mary and Martha. So there was a very big crowd there when Jesus arrived. But the Pharisees had been cooking up these stories that Jesus had made a pact with the devil and that that was the only way that he was able to accomplish his miracles. So what does Jesus do? He has this large crowd. He steps away, steps back and says, thank you to my father. The father is the one that has given me the power to be able to heal and to do miracles. So he wanted to make sure that he acknowledged where his power was coming from to kind of set the, the slate clean, if you will, that it was not because of a pact from the devil. So I'd like to share one other short story with you of an experience that I had in England. Uh, we traveled from St. George's in 2017, and we were tracing our Anglican roots. So as we walked into Salisbury Cathedral, I noticed this beautiful blue banner that was across the pulpit, just hanging down with gold tassels. And it had the words Sursum Corda on it, S-U-R-S-U-M-C-O-R-D-A. And I'm not a Latin major, so I went and found one of our clergy, and I said, what, what does that mean? It must be important if it's hanging on the pulpit. And he responded and said, well, sursum corda means lift up your hearts. And I thought, hmm, uh, that sounds very familiar. Where have I heard that? And so the priest said, well, of course, when we start our Eucharist portion of our celebration each week, that's the really the first thing the celebrant says is lift up your hearts. And I thought, you're right, that is. I also remembered a little bit of Greek, but Eucharisteo um, in Greek, when translated to the English, actually means to give thanks. So I was trying to weigh how does Sursum Corda lift up your hearts relate to the Eucharist of the great thanksgiving or to give thanks? Well, it was explained to me that the sursum corda or lift up your hearts is really not a command. It sounds like the priest is telling you to do something, but really what it is, it's an invitation. So the priest is saying, not just lift up your hearts, but he's saying, are you ready to lift up your hearts and give thanks to God? 
So when we look at it that way, it's really an invitation for us to participate in giving thanks to the Father for the creation, for the things in our life, for the life that we are anticipating through hope and the resurrection. So that part is really, Sir some core to lift up your hearts. It's really, are you ready? Are you ready to give thanks to the Father? So um, I believe that these are all related. Mako's father gave I thank you at the end of his life. Jesus steps away before he uh, raises Lazarus from the dead to acknowledge his father and give thanks for hearing his prayers. And then in a few short minutes, we'll be asked again by the celebrant to lift up our hearts, to give thank you to God and Jesus for dying on the cross for our sins. So I'd like to end with one quotation. Um, Brother Eldridge Pendleton is a, um, a, pre, a monk um, that resides in Cambridge, Massachusetts, at the Society of St. John the Evangelist. So I, what I'd like to do um, is share a quote from him. So Brother Eldridge says, respond to the invitation of the Eucharist Great Thanksgiving to lift up one's heart and let love and gratitude inform each moment of the day. By doing so, our whole life becomes love, and we are ever drawn more deeply into the mystery of the divine presence and near to the heart of God. So today, like every Sunday, we're just about to start our great Thanksgiving or our Eucharistic celebration. So when the priest says, lift up your hearts and asks us, are we ready to give thanks? I believe all God's people will say, thank you. <laughs>